You're listening to the Calvary Catechism Podcast, where we seek to defend doctrine, dispel deception, and develop disciples. As we continue season three, we're going to dive into the topic of angels today. It is a fascinating subject for many different reasons, so let's dive into our conversation about angels. Welcome back to season three of the Calvary Catechism. Trace. This is Kenny and... Trevor B. And he is turning pages in his Bible. That's that weird noise that you keep hearing. Yeah, I'm searching. <laughs> He's searching, searching the scriptures thy word. to see if these things are so. <laughs> Travi Berean Bennett. <laughs> um, hey, so if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, season three, we are dealing with what we're calling difficult doctrines. Uh, and so if I have my order right, we have already discussed the Trinity, we've already discussed eschatology, and today we are going to dive into angels. Angels. We're going to talk about angels. An- angelology. Fancy That's word. a weird word. It is. I feel like they force that one. Like sometimes you have cool words, like hypostatic union, and then <laughs> so somebody just said angelology. We, we're done. That was like the last term that they decided upon, I feel like. We're going to agree to disagree. <laughs> When you put ology behind anything, proof in the pudding, pieology. Kennyology. Kennyology. Yeah. I've been in that class for years yes, now. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Studying you. That's fun. All right, so also if you're new, another way that we like to start, because as you can probably tell, we like to banter. And uh, so to get the banter out of the way, I have a question that I asked Travis at the start of each episode. We get all of our uh, funnies out of the way, and then we get into the serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No right. funnies. No more funnies after this. All right, what is the most epic way that you have seen someone quit or be fired from a job? Oh. Um, I have a story in mind. I can go first while you think about it if you don't have go one. Go ahead. Go first. So I used to work at uh, Carabas, <laughs> and um, you see some funny things in that industry in general. But I remember a server got a horrible tip, which wasn't uncommon. He just he got a tip of $1 on like a $100 bill or something like that. <laughs> and so he grabbed the dollar bill off the table because they like left the dollar bill on the table and left. And so he grabbed the dollar bill. He chased them into the parking lot. He slammed the dollar bill on the hood of their car and he said, here, take this back because you obviously need this more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and he got fired. <laughs> I was going to say, does that fall into the quit or fire category? Yeah, he got fired. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. Um, epic way. I'm going to let you define epic as either, you know, good epic or bad epic. Yeah. But my previous, so my when I was in law enforcement, my sheriff, yep. the dude who ran the entire shebang, um, was actually in an adulterous relationship uh, with a chick who he, uh, how was it? He worked for a previous law enforcement agency. She worked underneath him, and that's how they met. He became sheriff of a different agency. There was an affair. Jeez. Long-lasting. Maybe babies. Don't really know. But all that to say, she wanted to tell the wife, and you know things got a little sticky stick. Mm. Um, as during, these things often do, as they do yeah. during his during his office reign, if you will. And um, he decided to um, one day when he was driving home, he called his own agency. Yeah, he like you know he grabbed his radio and was like, "Hey, I'm being I'm being chased right now. I'm being followed home. Somebody's stalking me." <laughs> 
<laughs> and he called for his deputies to come and pull over this person. Oh, they pulled over the person. It was his mistress. Oh. And he's like, I have no idea who you are. Oh. Had her falsely arrested. Oh. Um, and oh man, it wow. was it was really gnarly. Yeah, that's bad epic, but still epic nonetheless. Oh, he was gone. Jeez. <laughs> After like a big investigation and all kinds of stuff. Oh, wow. Well, um, that just naturally leads us into the conversation of angels. So how about angels? So so we're going to talk about angels because I think that there's there's so many misconceptions about what angels are, what do they do, um, I mean, what do they look like. I think that we need to address all of these things. And so... Um, Travis, you have been turning pages a lot. Do you actually have a place that you're going to start, or are you just you just fumbling around hoping you'll find something? I, honestly, I just keep. I want to sound holy, so I'm like, <laughs> like flipping. All right, go to Genesis one. Uh, wow, look at that. You know, Genesis one. Um, I think that this is one of those places in the Bible where it's kind of like, ah, well, yeah, no, duh, it starts there, but. It's really important to, to to really stake our ground here in Genesis one, especially when we, when we're talking about angels. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And one more verse, and God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. So, verse one, in the beginning, God. Um, there's a lot of implicit theology here. Uh, we're introduced to the Creator. We're introduced to the God of the universe. Um, but there was no universe yet. Mm. We're we're we are introduced to the God who was, the God who is, and the God who has always been. Um, within this one verse, there was nothing else during this time. It was pre-existence. It, there was void. There was there. there Nothing. Um, meaning no angels. Meaning no angels. Meaning nothing. So it's pretty fascinating that something that maybe some people don't think about, Kenny and I, uh, maybe this could be a, an episode later um, on uh, creationism and mm-hmm. seven-day creationists. And yep. uh, that's where we would fall. We, we, we believe in a literal seven-day, 24-hour period creation of everything. Um, which would include the angels, right? Um, which we're going to have to talk about that later when we get into fallen angels, right? Demons, and that's a different episode. But when did they fall? Right? How did they fall? Was it during the seven days? Was it millions of? Years? No, it was during the seven days. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. But when were angels created? How did they come about? Were they created? Were they always with God before? No, they they are created beings. Uh, created by God, by God's design for God's purpose. And they were created within the first seven days of creation. Yeah, so I, I mean, you and I, you kind of already said this, but I think just to kind of take us back to that verse, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Um, contained, contained in the heavens and the earth is everything that has ever been created. And so um, when Genesis is describing the creation account, uh, it's describing in these seven days, heavens and the earth, everything that's ever been uh, outside of God, all of creation was created during that time. So um, angels are created beings, and um, it's important that we start there because I think sometimes we can 
we can almost put angels on this like pedestal a little bit like yeah. like they're these and they are we're going to talk about they're awesome beings in a lot of ways but they are created um they're not on the same level as god you have god and then you have everything else, right. right? So God is separate. He is holy. He is other. And then you have everything else. And so it's important. It's important to start there um, when we when we talk about angels. Um, there's so many places we can go with this. Um, so let's maybe begin to talk about um, what, how how does the Bible describe angels? What what do what do angels look like? Yeah. What do angels look like? So we see a, a lot of different. Um, maybe even seemingly contradicting um, attributes of angels because when, well, let's just say they're invisible, obviously. Um, there is a spiritual realm above us. I'm going to let Kenny pull this uh, verse up, this reference up uh, in Ephesians and uh, Galatians 5, I believe, in Ephesians 5, talking about the spiritual warfare that's mm-hmm. going on above us. And we, can read, and, and we can read this verse. But there's a, there's a literal spiritual uh, realm, if you will, that is going on constantly around us, above us, that we don't see. Yeah. Matter so, of fact, in the book of Angel, one of those battle... The book of Angel. I wow. was like... Was, I'm was talking like, fast. Mormons? The book of, <laughs> the book of Daniel, Daniel describes one of those battles between uh, Gabriel... I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. Gabriel and somebody. I forgot what... Yeah. Anyways, uh, the king of there's there's there is a spiritual battle described yes, where where yes. uh, Gabriel is fighting on behalf of Daniel. So yeah. sorry. No, no, you're, no. That that's that's helpful. There there's a constant spiritual battle that's going on around us, but we don't see it. It's invisible. Right. right. So what do angels look like? We don't really know yeah. to be exact. But there's, there's that fun verse in Hebrews that says, uh, "Show hospitality to strangers because." You might be entertaining angels, right? So, so yeah. could could they at times look similar? Could they be with people in uh, outside of people? They're not dwelling inside of people. I don't. There's so much unknown, yeah. and you have to be comfortable with accepting that when talking about angels. Right? Do we know? Um, do we know from the examples that were given in the scriptures? Um, like at Jesus' resurrection, like in the book of Revelation, do we know uh, the reactions of other humans that have actually experienced being in the presence of an angel, what they act like? And can we deduce some things from that, from those encounters? Um, Oh, yeah, certainly. I mean, you you look at uh, Isaiah and John and... You look at the people who at the resurrection, and when they encountered angels, they they were terrified. Yeah, yeah. Let me read one of those um, because this is one of the more, I think the word fits unusual descriptions of an angel in the Bible. So in Isaiah chapter six, uh, Isaiah talks about. Uh, let me just read in Isaiah chapter six, starting in verse one. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Um, So there is a description there of the seraphim, specifically. um, Six wings. Two he covered his face. Two he covered his feet. With two two he flew. Um, 
So there, again, is not a full and complete description, but it is something that Isaiah saw in his vision when he saw the Lord. Yeah. Um, so angels are some very interesting critters, if you will. We, we've talked about they're created. They're created beings. They're, they're created by God, and they're created for God's purpose. Um, I think Job 38 was actually somewhere that was kind of cool and helpful for me to, uh, to kind of understand this a little bit. So Job 38 starts the most, one of the most famous encounters uh, that God has had with a human uh, during Job's really great... Um, um, what do you want to call it? Sorrows. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> so, an understatement. That's an understatement. Just some of the most incredible hardships that a man, a human, can imagine during uh, this, this this moment of pain. He's going back and forth. God, what did I do? And God, why? You know, why would this happen to me? From his family dying and him getting sick and all of his stuff being taken away from him. Just really great. Uh, just hardships were hitting him at one time. He asked God, why? Job 38, verse starting in verse 1, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Golly, Goobert. I mean, like, who is this who's talking who don't know anything? Dress for action like a man. I will question you, and you make it known to me. And here it is. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding who determined its measurements, surely you know, or who stretched the line upon it, on what were its bases sunk, or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So it's fascinating. We get a little bit of um, detailed insight now into Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created. So God is in the midst of this creating act. All of this awesome, beyond our comprehension things are going on, like measuring the foundations of the earth, determining how far things get sunk in cornerstones, and just like, obviously, the, just the incredibly unfathomable intelligence that goes into that. God creating things. But before that, we see in verse 7, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So the angels were created Mm -hmm. previous to the creation of the earth Mm -hmm. and the things that were being created. So when were angels created is a normal question. Where did they come from? They were created by God. When were they created? During the seven days. At what point? Before the earth. Yeah. Obviously, something's going on here where they were created. Right. It's fascinating. Yeah. I don't really know much more than that. A little bit of a mystery. Into the creation. Yeah. Big mystery. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, again, there's, there's so many questions that surround angels, and I, I would say uh, here it's important to understand that we will not answer every question that you may have about, <laughs> about angels today. <laughs> we're really just kind of talking from a general overview of what the Scriptures have to say about them. Um, I think that another passage that, that has helped me to think about angels, and, and let's begin to talk about maybe a little bit of what, what do they do? Like, why, why do they exist? Um, and first and foremost, let's state the fact that everything that has been created ultimately has its purpose in glorifying God, and that includes angels, okay? Right, right. So often when you see angels described in the Bible, they're worshiping. They're worshiping around the throne, um, and that is, that is 
the, the primary purpose of everything that's been created, including angels, is to worship God, bring him glory. However, um, there's another role that angels have that you may not often think about, and it, it's one that, again, has some mystery around it, but if you go to Psalm 82, verse 1, it says, God has taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. Um, and most commentators that you read, most scholars who, who hold orthodox positions would talk about the fact that, that that's the angels. In the heavenly council among the gods, we have angels that surround the throne. And um, that is something that's just crazy to think about. Now, God does not take counsel from angels. That's important to state. Right. Um, but they are described... Um, as the heaven or the divine council, um, and God holds his judgment, he holds his counsel in the midst of these angels, and so they are a part of, in some way, they're a part of God exercising his judgment and his counsel um, as well. So they're not, and, and this is something else we'll get into, they're, they're messengers, they go to, to fulfill the purposes of God, but as God executes his judgment, they go to fulfill that purpose, but they're also a part of this divine counsel. Um, that's something that that's hard to wrap our minds around as well, but that is one of the purposes of angels there in Psalm 82. What you got? Yeah, just to, just to really jump on that, what's the purpose of angels? Um, obviously, they're uh, multifunctional, if you will, right? Uh, they obviously have multiple jobs that we don't even know, and we're, we're not going to be able to uh, detail here. Can but, I, can I, sorry, can I jump in and just yeah. say one other important point there? It's important to say that God didn't create angels because he needed help mm. with anything. No. Um, they, do, they do serve the Lord, mm. and they execute tasks for him. He didn't need angels to do any of this. Yeah, what, and evidence, uh, Job 38, what did we just read? What did, what did the angels do when God created the earth? They shouted. They are like, yeah! You know, like they, yeah. they were literally... Posse, yeah. a posse in the back, just yeah. being hype boys, screaming, yeah. just being like, that was awesome. Which is what they did at the birth of Jesus, essentially. Which is too. what they did at the birth, like, yeah. the, literally. <laughs> they're just, they're like this massive group of, like, how many, that, that's complete rabbit trail. How many angels are there? I don't know, we, a lot. Yeah. Large multitude. Let's just end that right there. Yeah. Big, big amount. So, uh, you got this, like, their, their, their biggest job is just to stand around the throne of God and be in awe. Yeah. And to be amazed at what God is doing, what God has done, and what God is about to do. Yep. And evidence what Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens, starting in verse 1. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His host. Mm. The entire psalm goes on to say, praise God. What's the purpose of angels? To worship and to glorify and to be in awe before God Almighty. Yep. Um, so it's really cool to look at the book of Hebrews. Um, one thing that you have to go to is when you start talking about where do angels come from? They were created. You know, when were they created? During the seven days before the earth? Don't really know exactly how that looks. How many are there? A lot. Uh, they're invisible, but they can be kind of scary looking. I don't really know. We're kind of deducing some stuff. What are the, what's their job? What's their role? Well, they praise God. They glorify God. Uh, and they're ministers. They're, they're, they're ministers and, and servants of God to, 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 to serve his people, mm -hmm. which is really crazy. So God has designed these angelic, awesome beings to serve the church, mm -hmm. to serve people, to, yeah. serve, to serve his elect. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and and one in just something that's super important, and the only reason that we have to spend time talking about this is because the book of Hebrews spends so much time. Jesus is better. Mm-hmm. Jesus is not an angel. Right. Jesus is the creator. Right. He's the one who designed the angels. So if you're starting to think about this, you're like, wait a second, you're going back. God, God created everything. Jesus, cre- Jesus actually created individually every single angel, knows them all by name, and has purposed them all. He actually knows and has created the angels. Therefore, he's the creator. They're the creation. He's better. He, he, he is superior. And that's so important because the author of Hebrews spends so much time breaking this down, starting in verse 5 in chapter 1, for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I've begotten you, hmm. or I will be to him a father and he will be to me a son. And, and again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Lord, let all God's angels worship him. Hmm. So he goes down this this this. This long explanation about how he never, God the Father never looked at any of the angels and said, Hey, I got this special purpose for you to be the chosen Messiah. Right. None of them had that purpose. Right. They all had very, very designated jobs. Yeah. None of them yeah. were even near the place of the Holy One, yeah. of Christ. And you might think that that's kind of obvious for us to state that, but there are systems of belief out there that equate Jesus with the angels. Absolutely. And so it's important that Hebrews uh, is a place that we go to to clearly show how the angels worship Jesus, and Jesus is the creator of the angels. Um, and then, I don't know if you were going there, but just in case you were you, you were not, the, the very next verse, verse 7, says, of the angels, he says. So this is, this is God talking about the angels. He makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. So again, there is an awe uh, to the angels and their being and just how majestic they are and have been created and beautiful, um, yet they are obviously created by God, not in the same conversation as him in terms of power and deity and awe and all those things. Um, but at the same time, there is an element of awe to the angels and just, just how magnificent they have been created. So that's a distinction that we need to make as we talk about them. Yeah, man. So it's just really fascinating. Um, what about guardian angels? <laughs> so this is a question that has to get brought up um, because there's a lot of conversations about them in the church. Um, just for some context for everybody listening, you may have a viewpoint one way or another. Um, it's a sensitive subject mm-hmm. much of the time. Uh, people get um, a lot of their theology around them from, let's say, the story in Acts where Peter... Um, was imprisoned, and then somebody knocked on the door. Peter knocked on the door, and they were like, ah, no, that little girl who was like, who left him at the door, yeah. went back to all the boys and was like, Peter's at the door, or an angel's at the door, the angel of Peter's at the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, ah, no, nah, yeah, crazy, it's a go, whatever, you know. Yeah. But they, they just, that, that doesn't prove there's guardian angels. That wasn't an angel, it right. was actually Peter. Right. They right. were just in disbelief. Yeah. But... It's sensitive because much of the time you may um, you may have tragically lost somebody that you love. You may have tragically lost um, a child, and when sometimes when children die, I've heard it even said that um, the, the the baby, the child, you know, 
has become their guardian angel. Right. And it brings a sense of comfort. Right. And I understand um, that we want comfort. Right. Um, especially during a moment of heartbreak that is really inexplainable. Um, mm. But we, we have to stand firm um, on the scriptures in saying two things. One, um, there is not biblical support for guardian angels. Um, there's not biblical support to say that we are assigned a particular angel whose job is to watch over us and to, to, to guard us and to help us. Do, do angels guard things? Right. It's kind of an objective question here. Like, well, Yeah, they guard things. We see that in, in the book of Genesis, right? After right. the fall of man and, and then Adam and Eve were taken out of the garden and the, and the angels were and have been guarding the entrance to Eden since then. Um, are, you know, do, yeah, do they have that job function at some point? Sure. Uh, but we just don't have any biblical support to defend that we have um, a guardian angel. Do right. you have anything to? Yeah, add and in I that? would say to that, um, I know why people want to hold on to that belief, right? Um, and again, want to be sensitive to that. But but can I hopefully offer some deeper encouragement to say um, we have something so much better mm. than a guardian angel in God Himself Amen. in the Holy Spirit who's been who indwells believers? Uh, what more protection do you need than that? Um, what more guarding do you need than that? Now, is there a degree where God, again, his angels are, are there to do His will? Is there a degree where God can use angels to, to offer some protection for His people at times? We can't know exactly how God does things when He does them. What we do know is Scripture does not tell us that we have a specific guardian angel assigned to us. Right. Um, so I, I do think that that's important to note um, because, again, that... That belief that we have this specific guardian angel, sometimes it can be taken to an extreme of forgetting the care that God himself offers us and almost worshiping angels to a degree. And I don't think that's the intent, but I think that theology has those implications of thinking, well, I've got my, I've got my angel, you know, I'm good, uh, yeah. but, but you've got the Lord. That, that's who watches over you and protects you. Um, and yes, angels can do his will, um, but... But it's God who who watches over and protects us. He is our guardian, if you will. He is. Um, yeah, you're right. And and just understand what we're saying here. Um, people who may have had this guardian angel theology belief in the past, or maybe presently, right now you're listening. Maybe you're like, ah, you know, that just kind of hurts. I don't. I disagree. I don't like this. I'm not happy about this, or whatever it may be. Um, we're not saying that you worship angels um, right. explicitly, right? But what we're saying is what uh, commonplace it has led to. Mm-hmm. If you read through, keep reading through the book of Hebrews, maybe if you are in this place where you're like, I do actually believe in this guardian angel, and I do look for this guardian angel in times of fear. Right. Go read the book of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back now and to focus on that point. Jesus is better. Yeah. That's what the point of that entire first section of Hebrews is about. That's what the theme of the entire book is about. Yeah. Jesus is better. Yeah. Uh, he, that the angels are these created beings. They're really cool. They're awesome. Um, someday, uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a second. I'm about to go on a rapid trail. Um, angels are really awesome, but at the end of the day, they were created by God. 
for his purposes. And um, Jesus is so much better because look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Maybe you are going through a tough time. Maybe you are sad about a lost one or something difficult that's going on. And maybe you have looked to a guardian angel for comfort. Track with this for a second. Starting in verse 3, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. This is amazing. Christ is our comforter. Holy Spirit is our helper. God is the God of all mercies, this Trinitarian view, which you go back and listen to our other episode on the Trinity to get more context on that. We have something so much far superior to the angels that the angels can never deliver for us. Yeah. And they don't want to deliver it. Yeah. Well, any anytime you have examples in scripture of somebody worshiping an angel, they tell them, Don't don't worship me. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so um yeah, that, yeah, that great that's example. key. And I and I would say that I, I hope I'm not dis- detracting from any train of thought that you had here, but a, a place I don't that have I really a, train of thought. <laughs> a place that I really wanted to go that um is important to talk about with angels is First Peter, mm-hmm. uh, chapter one and verse twelve, and and the context here. Peter has been talking about our salvation that we have in Christ, the hope that we have in Christ, and he even talks about how the prophets of the Old Testament they they carefully inquired into these things because they didn't fully understand this salvation that was to come. They knew bits and pieces of it, right. and they knew what they knew, but they didn't know what they didn't know. And then Peter makes this statement. Uh, let me let me just read all of verse twelve. Do it. Talking about the prophets for, at first, he says it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. And here's the phrase, things into which angels long to look. Mm. Um, the salvation that we have in Christ is something that, that in a way that is hard to explain and comprehend, angels long to look into this salvation yeah. because angels are not saved in the way that we are, right? Um, they don't experience the salvation redemption. that we do in Christ. They don't experience redemption. Yeah. We'll talk about fallen angels, demons later mm-hmm. in another episode. Um, they don't experience that. Right. So they they see the salvation that we have. Angels see this salvation that we have, this redemption that we have in Christ, and they they long to look into that. It, it's, it's a wonder to them. It causes yeah. them to worship God even more as they see him redeeming his children. Um, so that... That's a beautiful concept to think about angels as they, as they watch what God does with us and they're in amazement um, to, they're to watch that salvation happen. Yeah, I mean, you would think that they're, they're, they're sinless, mm-hmm. which is another attribute, by the way. They're sinless, which is fascinating. And what do you, 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 would, you would deduce from that that they're objective in their thinking. Mm-hmm. So they witnessed... The, the creation of the universe right. by the hands of their creator, mm-hmm. who they're in awe of. And this same creator then created man, who he deemed to be the crown jewel of his creation, mm-hmm. which includes them. Yeah. And they are like, okay, I'm cool with this. I'm going to minister to them. Now I'm going to, in some capacity, serve them. Right. And then this crown jewel rebels against their creator. And sins against him. And what do you think they thought? 
I mean, you wonder if angels got upset. Yeah, they're, they're going right? to be. This is tragedy, <laughs> yeah, right? This yeah. is this is mutiny against the king, and yeah. they're 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 in they're in shock about this. You can only imagine, perhaps, and and then the, the flood occurs, and they're they're yeah yeah, yeah. They take these jokers out. Mm-hmm. But he saved a few. <clears throat> Why? What's going on here? And this is where. This is what Kenny's getting to. They're, 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 it's like they're peering over. You can imagine them stooping into, and they're, into, what's the plan? They're not sovereign. They don't know this master plan that's going on. Why would he save these guys? Right. They keep sinning. Yep. And then the world gets worse. And then, and then one day, the one sitting on the throne goes down into creation? Yep. To be made, to be made in his humanity a little lower than the angels. To be made lower. Yep. To be humbled in that aspect. So that's why they're like rejoicing. They're screaming at the birth. And they're like, this is what's going on right now. And then this creator, they're starting to... The, it's like I can imagine the pieces being put together when Christ died, when he rose again and the angels are at the throne. They're like, yeah, I can't believe this is what he's been doing this whole time. He just redeemed this crown creation and he bought them with his own blood. Yep. And they're amazed yep. at the work of Christ. Yep. And they're just longing to get a better glimpse and view at redemption. Yep. What servants. Yeah. Oh, what a man. great creator. That, uh, that'll preach. But um, <laughs> to, to get even into a little bit more about angels, I think that, that whole truth that you just expounded reveals several things about angels. Um, it reveals that uh, they don't know everything, as you said. They don't know all of God's plan. Right. And so they, they, get to be a, they got to be a part of, and they're still getting to be a part of, watching yeah. all of this unfold. Um, and I think, although we, I don't know that we can be crazy dogmatic about this, but there seems to show emotion that angels have, right? They, yeah, no, they carry, there's, there, there's they carry the, these emotions of joy and, yeah. and maybe even sadness and Volition anger and will, times. yes, and there's, no, you're right. There's a lot there, so they're not, they're not robots, no. Um, right? They're not like, I mean, they're sinless, um, but then they're not robots. They still have this will that they exercise in worshiping God and, and watching the redemption of men. So there's so much there that it's hard to really wrap your minds around. Um, but at the same time, one thing you said in there I think is important for us to, to, to mention as well, as magnificent as angels are, and we talk about all this, we don't understand them. They're kind of they're kind of in ways higher than us and beyond our understanding to a degree. Mm-hmm. But yet, we are, as mankind, the crown jewel of God's creation, right? Like, and that's not to instill some false sense of like pride, like, oh, angels, you know, they're not that big of a deal. Like, look at me. It's, it's to say what love mm. that God has chosen to, to put upon his children, his people, that you have these magnificent beings and angels who do his will, who worship around the throne, who didn't rebel against him, yeah. and yet God has poured out his us. love yeah, yeah. on us. Um, that is not necessarily the point of angelology, but man, what, a, what, what an implication of I mean, that to think about. It's amazing. And honestly, the big question is, what's the difference? Like, why? Why in the world are humans, why is mankind different? Um, how is mankind different than angels? And and it would really all stake its ground in um, the the image of God. God decided to make man in His image. We're we're in some 
mysteriously crazy awesome way like God. We're not little gods. We right. don't we don't have the ability to be God or right. a God. Uh, we reject what the Mormons say. However, we have been made in the image of God. Right. In that there is this emotional, volitional, uh, intelligent like in com- uh, I'm sorry, communicable attributes that have been uh, provided to us by God through His sovereign will um, that we're like Him, and and the angels understand that. Right. That we've been we we are image bearers right. of the Creator. Right. Um, and the angels are in all of that, and in some way, shape, or form, they minister to us. They they serve us, and we are going to have even. We're going to talk about this a little bit more. I'm just going to kind of throw this in here. Um, we're going to have some sort of role as the church, even perhaps in um, judging and yeah. ruling uh, the angels yeah. and, and, and leading them. And, and that's in the book of Revelation. We'll talk about that a little bit later with um, demons. Right. But um, it's fascinating to even think about. We're image bearers, so that's the difference. Which is in, which? one of the implications of that, and we've kind of already said this, but let me be explicit in saying uh, when we die and go to heaven, we don't become angels. Um, ah. No matter how many times Bugs Bunny told you that, uh, <laughs> you don't you don't die and become an angel. We said, man, I grew up with so many cartoons like that, though. And, and that's you, a great point. Like, no, as a kid that, growing, a I grew point. up in the church, you yeah. know? And this wasn't really taught on. We don't really teach on angels a lot in the church. Um, but I thought that I thought that when I die, I'm going to like get wings and a halo and I'm going to just float up into heaven. Right. We Harp. don't, we don't become angels. We mm. are distinct from the angels. In Which, that way. No, I mean, that's really important because that is, I would, I would really argue that's like one of those misconceptions. That's huge. It's embedded Deeply in a lot rooted. of people. Yeah. And it's, and it's just, it's natural to think, yeah. Oh, I die, become an angel. That's right? one of the things that leads to believing in guardian angels as well exactly got to earlier exactly yeah 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 you're right good point um but no at the end of the day this this is a natural connection here i don't want to leave you hanging you're like well what what happens (laughs) oh my goodness you know that's something we should talk about by the way is what happens when we die yeah we can't just yeah we can't just sit there and just be like by the way you don't become an angel thanks for listening you know like just blow up that worldview (laughs) you actually get a new body um let's 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 make this even better you get a a new uh, eternal, incorruptible, undefiable body that will never die again. Um, that's way better than anything that you can even begin to imagine in your head. Yeah. Um, we've been, we will literally get a new body that is completely, perfectly uh, glorified, and we will be in a place, in a realm, in the presence of God where there will literally never be sin again. Mm. You're sinless. Um, it's unimaginable, yeah. but it's better than what you think. Yeah. Don't be sad. Yeah, that's good. Man, what else we got here, Travis? There is... Well, there's so much that I don't know how much more we actually have. Yeah, how much can we get into in the time that we have left, I guess, is part of the question. You know, if honestly, I'm content with, um, with leaving the rest of the conversation for next week. For demons? When we talk about demons, because... Everybody, I'll give you a little uh, uh, sneak preview. Demons are fallen angels. What? But it's a type. You know, it's a type, so it kind of falls within the same category, angel slash fallen angel, which equals demon. So this conversation is just incomplete apart from right. talking about the fallen angels yeah. and what that means, what that looks like, who they are, what they do, da 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 right. So, yeah, next week, guys, we're going to talk about demons, so yeah. stay tuned. We could have probably started here, but just briefly, 
um, let's maybe ask this question as we, as we wrap up. Yeah, do it. Like why, why does the conversation about angels matter? Why does it matter? Yeah. Cause it's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I asked that Bible question because so? I, I wanted, wanna... I wanted to kind of say what you're saying in that it's important that we think rightly about God's creation. It's important that we think rightly about the things that are contained in the scripture. So, right. um, Let's not be dogmatic where the Bible is not dogmatic, right? In the sense that when the Bible doesn't tell us something about angels, let's not be dogmatic about it on yeah. either side. Okay? Don't create a theology that's not there. Yeah, because you can get so lost into this this topic of angels, and you get into the weeds, and you end up with some pretty unbiblical ideas. Yeah. Um, some people get so fascinated by this subject, and they lose themselves in their theology in the process. That's a great point. So I think it's important to talk about angels because a right understanding of angels— guards you from that, guards you from this, this uh, conspiracy mindset when it comes to angels, right? The worship of angels. Yeah, the worship of angels and the misunderstanding of them and all that. So I think it's important for those reasons. Yeah, why do you think, I'm asking the crowd this, everybody think about this, why do you think the author of the book of Hebrews had to combat the worshiping of angels yeah. within a local church? Yeah. Because people have always been bent towards yeah. this. This is not something that, oh, well, there's just this new fascination with the supernatural. Right. No. Yeah. Nothing new is under the sun, the yeah. book of Ecclesiastes. There's nothing new. People will still do worship angels. They're great point. They're so fascinated with the subject that they get outside the text. Yeah. So what's our encouragement? What's our exhortation? Just like it's always is with every one of these episodes. Yeah. Stay in the text. Don't let yourself get outside and start getting uh, inundated with extra biblical ideas and sources. Yeah. Read the text, focus on what the Bible actually says, and then don't go outside of it. Be comfortable with saying, I don't really know. Yeah. It's a mystery. Be comfortable with saying, this is what the Bible says. I don't know much more. In that vein, I know I said I was going to close, but I, can't, I have to ask this question. I just, <laughs> and I feel like people want this question asked. So... Do you think we encounter angels here on earth? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm going to stick with what I just said. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, to an extent, um, you read those texts, you know, in the Bible that say, um, you know, Hebrews in Hebrews, and then uh, it, where is it? Is it it's, it's at it's near the end of one of the Gospels where you know, did you give me a cup of water? Right. If you don't give one of these, I mean, I know it's talking about the church, and right. basically, if you ignore the church, you ignore me. Um, but encountering of angels, mm -hmm. basically, what we've talked about before—that difficult verse. I think you've actually preached on that before yeah. on a difficult yeah. doctrine series that you did. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I, I, I don't know. Pro maybe. Yeah. I think that's a very safe answer. Maybe, but I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. The church phone is ringing as we're podcasting. If you can hear that. Yeah. You know what? I'm okay with that as well because. <laughs> That's, uh, that's our time. This is a, he is a he's literally a pastor. So yes, he's getting phone calls. We get phone calls, and uh, most of the time they're spam. By the way, we get a lot of spam phone calls around here. So that's, I'm not worried about answering the phone at the moment. That's funny. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with what you said. You know, Hebrews says, "Who knows whether or not we've entertained angels unaware?" Like, mm -hmm. and it's almost this. Even in the text itself, there's this like we we don't really fully know and comprehend these things, right? It's not mm -hmm. this dogmatic statement of. Hey, when you when you entertain a stranger, you've done that to an angel. Like right. that's not the way that text reads. So no. uh, we don't know. And uh, I know people who have said to me, who have stories, who have said to me, "Hey, this instance was an angel because this person came and they helped me, and then I turned around, and they weren't there anymore, and it was an angel." I'm like, 
Yeah. Maybe. Did they have a car? Like, <laughs> Did they drive away? <laughs> like, maybe, you know, I mean, who knows? Like, I'm not trying to smash anybody's belief in that. Like, that's no. one of those things we can't be dogmatic about. No, so. and, and I'm very comfortable with saying maybe, yeah. may, maybe even probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, probably, yeah. Can, can I sit there and be like, yeah, for short? No. Yeah. Because I don't know. Yeah. But probably. Yeah. I thought that would be a fun way to end the No, that's uh, a great question. So uh, this is shorter than some of our episodes. Is this a new trend? We're going to be shorter now? 45 minutes. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes short. <laughs> Whatever you want to call Six I mean, foot two, short. Yeah, that's a long sermon for me, but it's a short <laughs> podcast episode. Hey, if you are listening to this still, thank you. We love our listeners. We appreciate you. We are so thankful to be back in here in season three and continuing these episodes. Uh, continue to share this. Uh, yeah. If you leave reviews and ratings, it helps people who would not otherwise see it to see these episodes. So an example of that, just to prove my point, if you search, for example, by the way, our most popular episode is Black Hebrew Black Israelites. Hebrew Israelites. If you haven't listened to that, go back in season two, we dealt with cults. Um, that's our most popular episode. If you search in a podcast platform, Black Hebrew Israelites, just that term, our podcast is one of the first ones that comes up. Really? Because people are listening to it and because... It's trending. Yeah, it, it trended in that specific arena. So sure, sure. Um, that helps people People cool. know the podcast. So give us a review and a rating. It helps other people hear it. That's why we want that. We don't just like for you to say good things about us. Although, That's all I like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm vain, dog. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Until next time, this has been Kenny and... Travi B. Signing off. Bye. Bye.